48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. The top stories. Polls have closed in a Legislative Council election, with more than 1.3 million Hong Kongers, or about 30%, having cast their ballots by 9.30 in the evening. Turnout rates for the election committee and functional constituency votes reached 98% and nearly 31% respectively. And the observatory says it may issue a tropical cyclone warning signal tomorrow as severe typhoon Rai moves towards Hong Kong. Polling stations for the Legislative Council elections have now closed. So far, more than 1.3 million Hong Kongers have voted in the poll. As of 9.30pm, 1,309,601 votes had been cast in geographical seats, a turnout rate of 29.28%. At the same time, on polling day in 2016, turnout was 52.57%. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, was among the first to vote this morning. She spoke outside a polling station in Central. Of course, as the chief executive, I am responsible and accountable for the conduct of the elections in a fair, open, honest manner. And on top of that, in this particular election, I have set targets that we should be as efficient as possible. Uh, For example, in trying to announce the election results as early as possible and trying to accommodate the interests of voters, for example, elderly voters and uh, voters who need some special help and need not be uh, waiting in a queue for too long. The chairman of the Electoral Affairs Commission, Barnabas Fung, was asked whether he thought the turnout had been affected by an initiative that has seen public transport operators offer free journeys on all routes. In the normal cost advance, voters can walk to the polling stations. But a lot of voters may have other daily activities to attend to and they may uh, go somewhere first before going to the polling station and the fact that there were three free transport uh, provided to them, I think, uh, in principle, should be convenient to them. Meanwhile, at the Convention and Exhibition Centre in Wan Chai, votes had been received from over 98% of the 1,448 election committee members. Among the voters was Clarence Leung, a vice chairman of the All-China Youth Federation. He said he was looking for candidates who understood the problems young people in Hong Kong are facing. I would like to choose those who understand the problems that youth in Hong Kong face. At the same time, um, I would like to uh, choose candidates who have experience um, and who also uh, will be able to lead Hong Kong forward. The functional constituency turnout rate was 30.92% at 9.30pm, with 67.654 votes cast. The observatory says it may issue a tropical cyclone warning signal tomorrow as severe typhoon Rai moves gradually towards Hong Kong. But forecasters here say on its current track, the storm is not expected to come within 800 kilometers. The storm was today threatening southern Vietnam with maximum winds of 185 kilometers an hour. So why is it now moving northeast towards Hong Kong? Leng Wing Mo is a former assistant director of the Hong Kong Observatory. At this time of the year, this region, I mean, uh, in the northern part of South China Sea as well as in Asia, uh, the westerly wind belt is actually moving towards the south. So while the easterly winds bring the storm towards the South China Sea, it is now being uh, affected by westerly winds. 
and uh, as a matter of fact, southwesterly winds, and that will bring it uh, northward towards Hong Kong. Just an earlier correction uh, to the previous story. The functional constituency turnout rate was 30.90% at 9.30pm with 67,654 votes cast. And news just in. Hong Kong swimmer Siobhan Hohe has taken bronze in the 400 meters women's freestyle at the FINA World Swimming Championships in Abu Dhabi. Yesterday, Hohe took gold in the 100-meter women's freestyle final in a competition record time. On Thursday, the double Olympic silver medalist became Hong Kong's first-ever swimming world record holder, taking the gold in the 200-meter short-course freestyle event. And a quick look at the weather. Currently, it's 19 degrees Celsius. The relative humidity is standing at 59%. And please be advised that the red fire danger warning is in force. RTHK, the time is now five minutes past 11. The outgoing chairman, outgoing chairman of the University of Hong Kong's council, Arthur Lee, says the university is still trying to figure out who owns the pillar of shame and how it should deal with a sculpture which has been on its campus since 19, 90, 1997. Jimmy Choi reports. The Pillar of Shame is a sculpture that commemorates June the 4th, 1989. The artist who made it, Jens Gelschit, donated it to the now disbanded Hong Kong Alliance in support of patriotic, democratic movements of China in 1997. It then gave the pillar to the now abolished Hong Kong University Students' Union, which placed it on campus. The university had asked the Hong Kong Alliance to remove the sculpture from its campus by October the 13th, saying otherwise it would be deemed abandoned. But the alliance rejected the request and told the university to contact Mr. Gauschit instead. Speaking to reporters as he showed up at the Wan Chai Exhibition Center to cast his vote in the electrical polls, Arthur Lee said a law firm had told the university that the sculpture might be in breach of the national security law and needed removal. But that law firm has since resigned from representing the university. And Professor Lee said it has been seeking legal advice elsewhere. We've finally found another legal firm which will take on this job. And they're now going to give us a report. And we will act on that report accordingly. This Danish artist has given this pillar to the Hong Kong Alliance. And the Hong Kong Alliance is now disbanded. So it's, a, it's, a, it's an orphan. Right? Nobody owns it anymore. Professor Lee also welcomed the appointment of Priscilla Wong to replace him as head of the Hong Kong University's governing body, calling her a very capable person who has served the council for three years. He also brushed aside concerns of a potential conflict of interest between Ms. Wong's future role as the head of the council and the fact that her husband, Ma Tian Liao, is a lawmaker. He said the council is an open platform where every member, including students and staff representatives, can express their views. More now on our top story. Election committee members earlier played down voter turnout expectations in the Legislative Council election, saying people should not dwell on the figure. One of them, a leader of the All-China Federation of Returned Overseas Chinese, said he expected turnout to be around 30%. Timmy Sung reports. Members of the 1,500-strong committee choose 40 of the 90 lawmakers who will make up Hong Kong's new law legislature under the sweeping changes introduced by Beijing earlier this year. The vice-chairwoman of the Basic Law Committee, Maria Tam, said people should not compare the reformed electoral system with the one in 2016. She said that's because a proportional representation system was used then, there were more directly elected seats and no social distancing restrictions on campaigning. 
People shouldn't worry about the turnout rate or dwell on the matter as there's no precedent. She added that as long as people come out and vote, the turnout rate would be high. Lo Mantun, vice chairman of the All-China Federation of Returned Overseas Chinese, said whether the number of voters is high or low was not necessarily related to the new electoral system. He said a low turnout would be normal as what he called anti-China disruptors were excluded from the elections, and so their supporters were not thrilled about casting their ballots. But he warned this presented problems for the pro-establishment camp. The pro-establishment camp can take all the 90 seats. I've said that if they win all the seats, it's a defeat, not victory. It would deviate from the central government's true intention for the new electoral system and violates the central government's principle of having a diversely representative LegCo. Hong Kong's former head of the World Health Organization, Margaret Chen, said she believed the elections would help the SCR implement the one country, two systems principle and achieve democracy in the long term. I think the new election system is going to be very good for Hong Kong, for Hong Kong's long-term development and for Hong Kong's democracy to take a step-by-step approach. Former Chief Secretary Henry Tang said he was talking for people who are committed to serving Hong Kong and that he had done his homework on the platforms of the 51 candidates standing for the 40 election committee seats. To end the news, the top stories again. Polls have closed in the Legislative Council election, with more than 1.3 million Hong Kongers having cast their ballots by 9.30 in the evening. Turnout rates for the election committee and functional constituency votes reached 98% and nearly 31% respectively. And the observatory says it may issue a tropical cyclone warning tomorrow. The news from RTHK. Thanks a lot. In our newsroom, Ben Che will have uh, more headlines coming up at 11.30. Late night music Ten minutes after 11, hour two of Sunday Light. Well, here's Chris Rio. I'm driving home for Christmas. Oh, I can't wait to see those faces. Christmas It's gonna take 
coming home for Christmas Driving home for Christmas With a thousand memories I take a look at the driver next to me He's just the same Just the same Christmas tunes. Uh, Chris Rea from his album New Light Through Old Windows and uh, it was uh, it was originally, uh, I think it was uh, 19, 1986 it was released as, as a B-side but it was 1988 I think uh, that uh, uh, it was uh, issued as a single uh, and uh, became uh, well known. Driving Home for Christmas. Now here, here's a tune originally, uh, it was um, uh, written um, in 1963 uh, and uh, recorded that year by Andy Williams for his first Christmas album. Uh, the Andy Williams Christmas album, it's called. Uh, it didn't have a massive hit with it to start with, but it's gone on to be absolutely one of 